Hello, dear friends. Hope you've all been peaceful in the Lord during the past week. May grace and peace abound in God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And welcome back to Revelation Bible Study number 32 from last day's ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's study, let us begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With a long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Today we will continue to study the words of Revelation in chapter 16, for it shows terrible things that happens at the end of the Great Tribulation. Before we study this, this was first shown in a vision by God unto Daniel 2,700 years ago. He knew that Israel would be liberated after 70 years of captivity in Babylon, but Daniel remembered the sins of the Israelites and prayed while fasting, O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, hearken and do. God showed in advance what the Israelites would experience in the end times. Daniel chapter 9 verse 24 through 27 tells us what Daniel understood from the vision he received from the angel Gabriel. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bringing everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The streets shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, 
and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So in other words, after 69 weeks, or 483 years, from the time the Israelite temple restoration, uh, which was during the time of Persian king Artaxerxes, the Messiah, the Anointed One, was cut off. Jesus Christ, who came as the Messiah, died on the cross. Now remains just one week, and this is the seven-year tribulation found in the book of Revelation that we are currently studying. Daniel has already seen this. When he saw it, he became like a dead man. Daniel 9.26 says, And after three score and two weeks, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. The Antichrist confirms the covenant with many for one week. He makes a seven-year covenant with Israel. When three and a half years have passed in the middle of the week, sacrifices and offerings will be forbidden from that time onward for the next three and a half years. The temple of the Israelites have been already built, and sacrifices and offerings were already offered there. But, after three and a half years, the Antichrist reveals his true identity, sitting on the throne in Israel, saying that he is God, forbidding sacrifices and offerings unto God. By overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. What we are studying today in Revelation chapter 16 are the judgment upon the followers of the Antichrist during the final few months of the Great Tribulation. This is called the vial judgment. A vial is a small bottle where perfumes are kept. It has a narrow opening and a large round bottom. When the vial is poured out, great wrath comes out of it. And once again, those who are born again by the Holy Spirit in this age of grace belong to the church of God. Those who are truly born again and have become members of the church, which is the body of Christ, have already become the bride of Jesus Christ. And just before the seven-year tribulation begins, the Lord makes an aerial descent and raptures these born-again people. So now the most important thing is, as Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates.
Then Paul said, But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Everyone, if you truly confess that you are a sinner by repenting and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you have already been saved and have been born again of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, you must believe with all your heart. When the Ethiopian eunuch read Isaiah chapter 53 and received Philip's evangelism, he went down into the water and was about to be baptized. And Philip told him, you must believe with all your heart. You shouldn't just believe it religiously. The Pharisees of Old Testament times did not believe in Jesus. They said they believed in God, but they did not believe in Jesus Christ. So Jesus told Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Also Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John 3, verse 3 and 5. Let's read verse by verse from chapter 16, starting with verse 1. The word is exactly as it is written. Keep in mind, the following events are occurring during the final few months of the latter three and a half years of the tribulation period. Verse 1. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. This vial contains the final wrath poured out during the tribulation. It is the wrath of people for rejecting Jesus Christ. Now, in the current age of grace, you just have to accept, you just have to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord died on the cross for all your sins. But not believing in this is a sin. Therefore, those who do not believe now are judged because they are not saved. So now is the time to receive grace and salvation. The Son of God died for these sinners and blotted out everything. But those who do not believe this and claim they have no sin are sinners, blaspheming God. Because of that, it is sin not to believe in Jesus Christ. These are the arrogant and the proud who do not realize that they are sinners. Therefore, after the saints are raptured, this wrath will be poured out indiscriminately on earth. Long ago, Noah and his seven family members were put into the ark just before God caused a flood to cover the entire earth. Likewise, just as God rescued Lot from Sodom and brought down fire and brimstone onto Sodom and Gomorrah, we see the judgment of the Lord is coming. That is why our Lord said that the end times are just like the days of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah. And also Peter warns us in 2 Peter. Revelation 16 verse 2 And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. Very chip and Biochip have already been released in the United States, and people are urged to receive them. A lot of people have gotten them by now, and many more are still getting these. 
it is injected into patients' bodies and into animals. Owners are fined for not injecting their animals with the tracking chips. Even the newborn animals in your own household have to get chipped within a certain period of time. However, in the future, Antichrist will force people to receive the mark. You won't be able to buy or sell without it. Under the dictatorship of the Antichrist, you won't be able to buy anything at the market without this mark. But will be very convenient for those who have the chip or the mark as they will just grab what they need and walk out of the store as every transaction will be done hands-free. Amazon Fresh? Amazon One, anyone? They aren't enforcing it yet. It is mandatory for animals currently. And it is recommended to patients since medical history is contained within the tiny chip, the tiny biosensor. For it is convenient to receive medical examinations anywhere and save medical expenses. Many people have already begun receiving them. Many families get their young children chipped in order to track them just in case they get abducted. GPS tracking modules are pre-installed into many automobiles, especially high-end luxury brands to monitor location, velocity, and other vehicle info in case the vehicle gets stolen, and other various functionalities for the sake of comfort and ease. It can be very dangerous to receive and get acclimated to this technology. This is because when unsaved people receive the mark during the tribulation period, and when Satan manipulates their DNA through satellites, everyone who receives the mark will worship the Antichrist like mindless robots. It is very crucial to know this. That is the mark of the beast, 666. Some people claim the mark is acceptable, but they are far from the truth. Revelation 16 verse 2 says there will be a noisome and grievous sore upon where they receive the mark of the Antichrist. And Revelation 13 verse 5 said this, And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Forty and two months is the latter three and a half years we can see that the Antichrist will reveal Satan's true identity during this time. 42 months also appear in Revelation 11, verse 2 and 3. But the court, which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles, and holy city shall they tread under foot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. Elijah and Moses will appear again and deliver a message of rebuke on the streets in the latter three and a half years of the tribulation period. They will deliver a prophetic message. The wrath of God is coming. They'll be telling them to repent. Then Moses and Elijah are killed. But as we have already studied in chapter 11, they are brought back to life and taken up to heaven. Also, we saw in Revelation 12, verse 6, and the woman fled into the wilderness. The woman here is Israelites, where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. This is Petra. What does God carry on the wings of a great eagle? It's airplanes. 
Even now, many Jews from Russia are returning to their homeland by planes through On Wings of Eagles flight program. Their charity program website and ads ask for donations toward flight expenses for each passenger so that they can make it back to their homeland. What a great blessing indeed. God told Abraham that he blesses those who bless my people. Also, those who donate for the evangelism of the Jews are blessed. It's truly a great investment. It will be a very fruitful investment in the future. Going back to the main text, a great curse follows those who receive this mark. Noisome and grievous sore, severe sores with foul odor, will occur. So what is a grievous sore? This is definitely like leprosy in Leviticus chapter 13. What happens to leprosy sores? Turns white. The area where you receive the mark of the beast will form a sore just like leprosy. Leprosy was a plague that struck the children of Israel while they were in Egypt. We can see in Exodus 15, 26 that if they kept the laws and commandments of the Lord, God promised that no disease would come to Egypt. Leprosy is described in detail in Leviticus 13, verse 2, 4, 19, 24, and 28. Remember the special man who was healed of leprosy in the Bible? He had white spots. He had to go into the water seven times to be clean. Elisha spoke through his maidservant. The Syrian captain Naaman had to enter the Jordan River seven times to be cured of his leprosy. Entering the water once can correspond to one year of tribulation. So this man went in and out of the water, not six, but seven times, and was completely cleansed. Likewise, the Lord said in Zechariah, at the end of their seven-year suffering of tribulation, the people of Israel shall look upon me, whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him, as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him, as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Zechariah 12.10 Who is me here? Me in the Old Testament here is Jehovah, God. They pierced their God. Zechariah prophesied there would be wailing throughout Jerusalem and all of Israel because they finally realized that they had pierced him, the only begotten Son of God, who came in the name of Jesus. Zechariah 13 says, When they repent, the fountain to wash away their sins and uncleanness will be opened, and the whole nation of Israel will be saved in one day. God deals with the Israelites nationally, However, the New Testament saints are saved individually, whosoever believes in and receives the Lord Jesus Christ. It is an individual salvation. When a person sinned in the Old Testament age, the sin was carried on to the third and fourth generation of his children. However, in the New Testament age, each person is saved through his or her own faith. Jude 23 says, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Among all diseases, the only one that can stain the skin, the clothes they wear, and even their homes is leprosy. That's why those who have been infected with leprosy are quarantined. If any of the Israelites got leprosy, they were thrown out of the city. 
Matter of fact, modern day leprosy is the sin of going to hell. Our sin is leprosy. It is an incurable disease. However, we are healed when we are washed with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament days, animal blood was used and it was sprinkled on the earlobe, the thumb, and the big toe to cure leprosy. It's all shadows of things to come. The leprosy of old is the sin of today. That's why people who don't realize they have leprosy don't even know if their limbs are falling off. Likewise, people who do not know that they are sinners do not even know that their soul will end up in hell. When they die, their bodies decay and their soul end up in hell where their suffering will be tremendous eternally. They don't know because the spirit is dead. People don't know because they have no sense of sin. Therefore, we must enlighten them with the word of God. That is why the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It convicts that I am a sinner, a wicked person. Jesus also said this in Mark 7, verse 20 through 23. And he said, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Blessed is the man who realizes his sins in his heart, but he cannot realize them if he is suffering from leprosy. Therefore, just as the leper can be healed when he comes forth, we must symbolically and revelatory know that no one can be healed without coming forth to Jesus Christ. Revelation 16 verse 3 and the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man. And every living soul died in the sea. This plague happened when Moses was trying to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. This was to show him that he had the power to turn water into blood. So in Revelation 11 verse 6, Moses appears and turns the water into blood. And Elijah causes fire to come down from heaven. Moses and Elijah will appear again. And the Bible tells us that neither one of them is Enoch. Revelation 16 verse 4, 5 and 6. And the third angel poured out his vial upon rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast, and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. In Revelation 17, there is a prostitute, a harlot, and she drinks blood. It is the blood of the saints. The Bible tells us not to drink blood before, even before the law in Genesis chapter 9, when Noah came out of the ark, he was given meat to eat as food, but God warned him not to drink blood. For there is life in the blood. The law, according to Leviticus 7, also states 
abstain from drinking blood. After the age of law, and even in the modern age of salvation by grace through the arrival of the Holy Spirit, there was some confusion at the time of Acts chapter 15. Among the Pharisees who strictly kept the law, those who were saved said unto the apostles, The Gentiles have been saved, and these people must also keep the law. They must be circumcised. If you are circumcised, you have the duty to keep the law. You can see it in Galatians. So because of that, they were confused and worried. So when the apostles prayed, the Holy Spirit eventually spoke to them. Acts 15, 28, 29, For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication, from which if ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well. Even in the New Testament times, people were told not to drink blood. Therefore, even though we believers are saved, God is not pleased if we drink blood in our diet. We must become those who please God. If you don't know the knowledge of this truth, you'll be ignorant of thinking it's okay because this happened in the age of law. No way, not a chance. It was told in Genesis way before the age of law, also in Leviticus 7 during the age of law, and in Acts 15 of the New Testament age, which is after the age of law. I hope you will find it yourself and read about it. But there is a church these days that says they hold Mass every Sunday to eat and drink the Lord's flesh and blood. This is, of course, the Roman Catholic Church. They say the wine is the blood of Jesus and bread is the flesh of Jesus. And only by consuming His flesh and blood can people receive salvation. Our Lord said that by dying once for all, He accomplished our eternal redemption. But these people confess this while drinking blood every Sunday morning. Therefore, Revelation chapter 18 warns, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. We'll study about this in the future. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. Revelation 16, verse 7 and 8. It's actually not difficult to understand. When Christ comes and reigns during the millennial kingdom, the Bible says the present sun's light will be seven times brighter. Isaiah 30, verse 26 bears this record. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days, and the day that the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people and healeth the stroke of their wound. The atmosphere will be torn apart during the time and light will shine and burn. And why is this? They hung Jesus Christ naked on the cross. For six hours he had his body completely barbecued. They'll reap what they sowed. The Jews were told to roast the lamb meat over fire and not boil it in water when they were eating the lamb on Passover. This was foretold that the body of Jesus Christ, the Lamb, would undergo such suffering that he would be completely cooked on the cross. And those who did not believe in this truth, that is, those who really asked Jesus Christ to be crucified, would eventually reap what they planted during the time of tribulation. God is the God of love. He is a gracious God, but God has set a time. 
It is dispensation of the fullness of times. Don't let that opportunity pass. Don't put off until tomorrow what needs to be done today. Today is the time to be saved. When today passes, the age of grace passes and the great tribulation arrives. Then it will be too late. Because of that, the hardships of that time cannot be described in detail. Through the book of Revelation, those who are attending churches now but still do not have the assurance of salvation, they need to really check again and truly receive Jesus Christ. Those of you hearing this message who have not been truly saved, now and today is the time to be saved. Because Jesus Christ died for all sins, you must receive Him and receive salvation today and enjoy the blessing of meeting the Lord when He comes back. Revelation 16 verse 9 And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give Him glory. Instead of changing their minds, they blasphemed the name of God. Also they are scorched by the heat and become crispy. Even though all these things continue, they do not repent and do not give glory to God. As these people wake up in the morning, they will have nothing but blood to drink. They will suffer from burns from the scorching heat of the sun when they go outside. Nevertheless, instead of repenting and turning from all these plagues and becoming whole, they will curse God and blaspheme His name. Even now, many people blaspheme the name of God. Oh, why is life so hard? Why is the world so evil? But it isn't. God is good and kind. The problem is that people are evil. This is because everyone is a sinner. I believe that all of you listening in today will receive eternal life through the Holy Spirit by repenting and turning around today, receiving Jesus Christ, having all of your sins being washed away by the blood of Christ and be forgiven. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that these blessings be filled with each and every precious audience of this message. Amen.